Welcome to Frame of Reference, informed, intelligent conversations about the issues and challenges facing everyone in today's world. In-depth interviews with Sauk County's leaders and professionals to help you expand and inform your frame of reference. Brought to you by the Max FM Digital Network. Now here's your host, Raul Labresh. Well, welcome back to Frame of Reference, here where we get to talk about all things Sauk County related and then some. So <laughs> my guest today, Paul Walter, who's the Executive Director of Sauk County Historical Society. Uh, he specifically is concerned about Sauk County, but there's a lot of things that happen in Sauk County that are just kind of the litmus test or the the experience of people all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. the challenges that you face, right? And um, and one of those projects right now is the the railroad depot. We've been kind of talking tangentially about it. Yeah. Why do railroad depots matter? Why is it something that you know we really? I mean, I know it's hard to imagine now that railroads were as significant yeah. in just getting people from place to place. Yeah. Um, and how they were the coolest technology of their day yeah. in one way, but you know now we're looking at well, when's the Star Trek transport happening? Because I don't want to spend all this time getting someplace I want to be right there. or the driverless car so I can read instead of have to pay right. attention to the road. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Depots they have this unique place. You know, if you had a railroad in your in your village or city, you had a depot. You know, it was this this connection point between you know the city and the wider world through the uh, through the venue of the uh, railroad. Um, so there's somewhat unique architecture. You know, everybody, when I see depot, they often have a picture of a cute little one-story wooden or brick depot, you right. know, right. waiting rooms, baggage laying around, um, often seen on the movies and things like that. Um, in Baraboo, however, since we were chosen to be a division headquarters for Chicago and Northwestern Railroad when it came in 1871, um, they had more than one building originally, a depot, an office building, a hotel and lunchroom. And then in, by the turn of the 20th century, our tiny little depot, which was tiny, just an embarrassment really, um, <laughs> had no canopy. So you were either standing out in the rain or elements or whatever. Um, uh, by that, by the turn of the 20th century, there was this vast desire to have a modern building. And Chicago Northwestern came through with <laughs> combining all of those buildings, the offices, the depot, the the lunchroom, into one gigantic building. With with uh, so we would have had a one story building except for the division offices, which were all upstairs. So it's okay. 166 feet long, 40 some feet wide at the widest part. You know, two stories above a partial basement. So some people that don't. You know, they hear about the depot project and they're like, depot? What do you, bear was a depot? Right. Let, let alone an old one? Right. And, uh, and Don't you mean like, a beer oh, depot? Don't yeah, you mean a, yeah. 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 That building, you know, they know, they've all seen it, you know, but they just don't realize what exactly it was. So, sure. Well, we have such a, I think as, even as a country, we have a different idea of trains. I mean, mm-hmm. you think of Europe and yeah. there'd be no problem whatsoever selling this in Europe. I mean, yeah. people would be probably falling over each other to only get money yeah. to restoring because yeah. they have so many historic depots that right. are significant in so many ways. And, and many of them are still in use, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. They've never lost sight right. of the importance of a railroad mm-hmm. and, you know, mass transit is still in many applications 
it's the best route to go, really. Yeah, yeah. And we haven't, it seems like we haven't ever really figured that out. Cause even when we tried to do like short line transport between Milwaukee and Madison, it just always, yeah. And it's like great to get to Madison and you're dumped off on West, East, Wa- West Wash, you know, where do you, <laughs> where do you go from there? Right. You know, right. Um, whereas in, in Europe, you know, you get to a bigger city, I think, I suppose just things are a little more, there's other forms of mass transit within, you know, a city. Uh, to get to get to the next point, you know. Well, they used to do that just, like, with Milwaukee. Greyhound would drop off yeah. at the station, yes, you know, the railroad yeah, station, yeah. Amtrak. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing that again now because they actually had to consolidate some things mm-hmm. to save money mm-hmm. and realize that hey, we could you know both yeah. do this. Um, and, it, and part of it's just our vast size, you know. Yeah. I mean, Germany is the size of maybe Wisconsin and Minnesota with ten times the population. So if that happened here, yeah, there'd be a lot more mass transit. Okay. You know, but well, it uh, strikes me as such a, a wonderful way to travel. I've only been on a train a couple of times in my life, but mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about the driverless car. Well, you know, a train is yeah. pretty much the driverless <laughs> exactly. car, right? Yeah. So you can yeah. get up, walk around, you know, yeah. re- go right. to the observation deck for a while. Right. I mean, it's a, right. a dining car. There's so many yeah. cool things. So, so on, the, on the converse side, I think here in America, because that's not as prevalent. And because of movies like White Christmas, you know, and things like that, there is more of this nostalgia about trains and whatnot. So that hopefully will will parlay to our favor and saving places like the old Baraboo Depot. Well, you have a train um, set set up someplace? Yeah, actually, we, we want to get an HO scale model of the depot when it was in its prime, 300-foot okay. canopy, the whole nine yards, which which in itself at HO scale will be almost – uh, will be over three feet long. Okay. So if you know your HO yeah. buildings, that's yeah. enormous. Yeah. Um, so we want to, we do want to uh, commission a uh, HO scale model for fundraising purposes, put it at various places so people can catch the vision, but then it will be plunked down into the middle of an HO scale layout of the Baraboo Yards, that 28 stall roundhouse I was talking about, all of the, um, the Ringling Car Shed will be just a few feet away. Sure. Um, you know, there's multi, there's probably 16 tracks in the Baraboo Yards, you know, so. Boy. Yeah. That'll um, be fun. Yeah. I know yeah. one of the coolest exhibits I remember seeing at um, Chicago, is it, the, it wasn't the Field Museum, it was the no, Chicago the Institute of Technology. Museum, Museum of Science and Industry. Yeah, they yeah. had that whole, um, yeah. that whole set. Yeah. And it just yeah. it brought me back to being a kid. And I loved train sets yeah. when I was a kid. Well, if you ever get just... to Hamburg, Germany, the world's largest, I think it's HO scale layout is there. Okay. And it's it's indescribable. Indescribable. Multiple floors. What is it? The G is it G scale that you can ride on? What are the? I don't know my scale. I thought there was a yeah. scale for yeah, that. That yeah. you know the ones that people will have in like gardens right, and whatnot. Right. Um, yeah. well, so that, that that's a sign that you're making a good amount of money when you can have right. a, a railroad in your garden, right? Yes. So yes. I go out yeah. and work on the tulips today. Woo! Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. That'd be nice. All so, the leaves. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, let's talk? Uh, holidays are coming up. That's always a fun time at the yep. Van Orden Mansion, right? What's uh, yeah, yeah. We'll be doing that again. Christmas at the Mansion. Uh, December 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, our theme this year is a mid-century Christmas, so okay. anything from 1945 to 1965, and that could be a movie, a board game, a TV show. Um, um, so we've got a 50s uh, kitchen, a 50s uh, cocktail party in the front parlor, 50s diner upstairs, <laughs> then also Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, The Lord of the Rings will be an entire room that was uh, that came out in the was published in the 50s. Sure, Tolkien, uh, Susie yeah. Snowflake, Mickey Mouse Club, 
It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Candyland, the board game came out in 1949. So, okay. Is um, Narnia in there too? Narnia? No, 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 it no was kind of up to our designers what they chose, but oh. Lord of the Rings will be as close as you'll get okay. to. Well, he and Tolkien, Narnia. Lewis yeah. and Tolkien were good friends, yeah. so I guess. So, so two options, one uh, 10th and 12th will be self-guided small group tours by reservation, okay. kind of like last year. So if you're more comfortable in a, in a smaller setting, um, uh, you can enjoy the, it's, and it's nice to be there with, without a crowd sometimes, sure. uh, you can take your own pace and those are from two to six. And then December 11th though, we are bringing back the Jingle Bells open house this okay. year okay. from 12 to seven. Uh, trying to provide live music for both experiences. Um, there'll be bagged holiday treats to take home. So okay. easing our way back into normalcy. But sure. uh, so uh, I can find out everything, all, as always, at our website, sawcountyhistory.org. Um, we also have a new gift shop there, so you can check out some Ooh. some swag, as they call it Ooh. now, I think. Uh, some interesting one-of-a-kind items. If you've got that person, you never know what to get okay. uh, for them. You can get them a cup or a hat or some other items. So now, COVID has been hard, I think, on artists and, and uh, organizations like your own. I mean, so much of the, the activities that you would do or the things that fundraising events or whatnot were people oriented. I mean, you had to yeah, bring people you had to cancel the door, our right? tour of homes who wants 400 people in their house. <laughs> right. Right. Not a good uh, idea. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so, um, yeah, so we've had to adjust a lot more online. Some of it will, some of it was good cause we will, um, we've always had our presentations recorded and online, but doing them on YouTube now and more of a live format has allowed hundreds, hundreds more people uh, okay. to, uh, yeah, you were saying at one point there were some things that you really were surprised by yeah. the number of people that attended. Yeah, yeah, especially the online presentations. Um, so we'll be doing them uh, eventually, both in person and and online. Okay. Um, look for that next year. But uh, yeah, I would say uh, some things have been good, some things have been hard. But uh, sure, sure. I, like I, I've been saying for the past year and a half, I like peddling history more than I like living through it. But <laughs> Such as life. Well, that's you know. a, and that, you know when if you were to write the history of these years, mm -hmm. you know, um, is there what do you think will be the important history lessons that we learn? The things that will help to um, keep us from not repeating this again. Well, and you'd like to think so, <laughs> but know. I can look back in the nineteen eighteen papers during the Spanish so-called Spanish flu uh, pandemic. And, you know, you see some of the same things, anti-masking leagues and things right. like that. Of course, they didn't know about vaccinations back then, or that would have been added on top of it too. But it's 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 kind of ironic to look back at pictures and, and whatnot and see the same the same kind of things. Well, the, the commerce issues, I was astounded. <laughs> what, is it Philadelphia where they were scheduled to have a yes, huge war yes, bond? And they, parade and, and they activities. went through with this parade and they had this huge spike in in uh, yep. cases and deaths well and there there was the side that was saying we have to cancel you have to cancel and then there were all the yeah. other people saying yeah. we can't possibly cancel this it will yeah. be the death of our yeah. you know uh, funding drive what kind of thing so right. same forces were at work then right? right and yet today we have so much more media and you know social media outlets so everybody has a voice back then it was like if you didn't own the newspaper right you know, 
Right. And at the same time, you were you were more isolated and probably you know insulated from not knowing everything that's going on everywhere at every time. You know. Well, so. And it, doesn't it make you wonder though, too, if the history of the future will be? I think corrupted, that's the word I think of, corrupted by the fact that everyone has an opinion, Mm -hmm. but not everyone has factual information. And it's like we're losing the ability to differentiate. Yeah, yeah, even even with photos, you know, photoshopping and and things like that just become so good. You're like, what's really... Well, it's really I, the truth. I saw a picture that that I have seen before of uh, on a, a site called Quora, and they have mm-hmm. these questions from different mm-hmm. people. And yeah. one was, you know, how is it that you know NASA was able to land Neil Armstrong on the moon, and the Earth was in the right? That doesn't make any sense. And the writer had to show, well, the official NASA picture, and he showed the the official that that was taken. He said there is no earth in that shot. Mm-hmm. NASA never released that shot. And if you look at the one, you can see the Photoshop line where they extended the, <laughs> and put the earth in yeah, there. Yeah. Um, you know, and I thought, well, that, that but that's going to be the way a lot of things will be mm-hmm. where we'll, you know, show while well, you were here at this time and when I was never there. I know. Yeah. It's <laughs> so, scary and troubling and whatever, but I, you know. You is know. there a litmus test that we should be able to apply to, to mm-hmm. events to, I mean, it strikes me that you have to kind of know the context of the time to know that that just doesn't sound right. 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 Well, even looking back in Sauk County history, and, and I revere Mr. Canfield, but there are a few points in, in reading his writings that I'm looking at other firsthand sources, and I'm like, mm, where did you come up with this? Or this doesn't quite quite jive with what I'm seeing on other fronts. But again, he's writing from his perspective mm-hmm. and his bias, his point of view. You know, so the further we get down the road, the more you have the ability to look at. We were an amazing point in history now where there's so many online sources, you know, that you can piece together. So um, you do have that ability to uh, use multiple sources and the closer to the the first hand, the better. So as as time goes on, um, but it does get overwhelming because now we have millions of pages or millions of websites or whatever right. hours of video or millions of pictures right. so right. it's almost uh it almost becomes you know well differentiating between opinion and actual yeah. fact yeah. is yeah. the um you know i think of that being kind of the the achilles heel of historians is mm-hmm. you know at what point how do you separate your uh, ob- objective reality you know, depiction and, you know, trying to articulate that from your subjective opinion of what really happened. Yeah. Cause you and I can see too, well, heck the gospels are, I think a great example mm-hmm. of that. People say, well, there are these inconsistencies and whatnot. And the, the best explanation I've heard is, well, you're, you're basically seeing four sides of the same building, you right. know, and depending on which side of the burning building you were on, yeah. you're going to see yeah. different things. But the building was still on fire and right. that event still happened. And yeah. Right. Yeah. So it'll take, it'll, take some nuance and and some yeah and the reality don't you feel that sometimes you have to sort of stop and say well we'll never really know will we because it was before right. well, my that's time i'm kind of glad to deal with everything from maybe you know world war ii back right. <laughs> right. than our modern crazy world i'll let some i'll let the future take care of that <laughs>
Well, and even then, yeah, they didn't have all the the technology to argue with, you know, what they saw happen. And yet people were still making up stories about, you know, what uh, Charles Ringling riding up on a horse, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, there was that nugget of truth, yeah. So, yeah, it's exactly, it's kind of a similar thing, but until you can find that firsthand account. The story just isn't big enough. We can make it better. Mm -hmm. Well, and of course, then you're dealing with the circus and the Ringlings. (laughs) were called the Sunday School Circus, but yet they right. were masters of hyperbole and sure. showmanship and, sure. you know. Well, yeah. and there were strong feelings about circuses too, right? Yeah. I mean, you were either, yeah. you know, very much the circus is wonderful or the yeah. circus is smelly and I don't trust oh, those animals and they're weird pick people. Pickpockets and, and, yeah, and whatnot. And, yeah, the Ringlings had a lot to do with changing the, the perception of the American circus and making it. Sure. Well, they were called the Sunday School Show for for good reason. So. The Sunday school show. Just one last story. They got so sure. powerful that they could contact the sheriff or the authorities and then in the next place they were going and tell them to lock up the usuals for that day, you know, <laughs> and they would, they'd come up with some reason to lock up the typical grifters and drifters and whatnot and make sure they weren't going to pose a problem. Wow. Well, that's that. Those are precedents that are still being followed today. I'm sure there are you know, folks that just yeah get rid of those protesters. They're gonna uh, they're gonna interfere with our photo op today, right? right? right. So no, no. Today it's more like we'll pay protesters <laughs> to be in a photo op so right. that you think, yeah, right. So, so you, that you make people agree without what I think is the right thing to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you have to. You do have to wonder sometimes, right? Is that what happened, or is that just somebody's opinion yeah. Yeah. of what was important about that? Yeah. Well, Paul, again, can't thank you enough. My guest today has been Paul Walter, the executive director of the Sauk County Historical Society and Center. Uh, don't forget those Christmas events coming up. And if you're listening to this after that has all happened, then put it on your calendar for next week, next year. Because it's always, is it the second yeah, weekend of December? Pretty much, yeah, the second, second weekend. Okay. If you're visiting Sauk County, hopefully you maybe can even stop in and see the progress going on at the railroad depot. Um, and if you before you go, I suggest you watch White Christmas and a couple of other movies that have significant scenes in railroad depots so you understand why they are important and what they say about who we are. So thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. We'll be right back with closing comments here on Frame of Reference, 99.7 Max FM's digital network. There's never been a better time to support small businesses and save big with Max FM Big Deals. Discount certificates from the Max FM Big Deal store will save you up to 50% off retail every day of the week. Local restaurants and wineries, healthy living and spa services, gifts for the holidays, and a whole lot more. New deals are added weekly. Check it out now at MaxFMBigDeals.com. That's MaxFMBigDeals.com. Start shopping and start saving. A lot of younger kids that I know say that history is boring. To them, it's all about memorizing stupid dates and events. Their words, not mine. This saddens me to think that history is reduced to this in so many classrooms and curriculums, and most importantly, in so many minds, because history is so much more. Our word for history even underscores the fact that history is an action, not a subject. The Greek word at its root, historia, translates as an inquiry or knowledge acquired by investigation. So if taught with these ideas in mind, 
Students of history are shown how to be investigators. People that turn over rocks, look behind fences, see between the lines, and figure out the true story of just what did happen back then, in that place, with those people, and why. Fill in the blanks in any story with actual facts, and you've got the makings of a rich tapestry that is nothing more or less than the story of us. So, whether it's train stations or Christmas traditions, world events or community gatherings, there's a story there waiting to be told. And maybe, just maybe, it will change the frame of reference through which you view the past. Happy hunting, and thanks for joining us.